0: to Soul Searching on KSFR with Rabbi Neil Amswich from Temple Beth Shalom in Santa Fe. Soul Searching is a journey where I engage with an array of thinkers from faith leaders to academics to artists to explore deep questions of meaning, questions that all of us ask at some point in our lives, such as why are we here, what is right and wrong? Is there good and evil? Is truth relative or absolute? Is there life after death? And to help us in our journey this evening, we are very honoured to welcome to our show Mayor Alan Weber in his second term as Santa Fe's first full time mayor. Um, and Mayor Weber has said that his priorities are making the city work for everyone, addressing the need for affordable and workforce housing, and making the city family friendly. And sustainable. Mayor Weber, welcome to our show. Thank you, Rabbi. How are you? I'm I'm wonderful to have you here. I really, really appreciate you <laughs> spending spending the time with us. Genuinely, um, um, these Thank you. these priorities that you said—making the city work for everyone, addressing the need for affordable workforce housing, and making the city family-friendly and sustainable—I guess my first question for you is: Given those priorities for the city what ties them all together is there a an overarching theme or are there themes that the people of santa fe and the and you think the people who work for the city of santa fe should
1: know about oh great question and and um, I'm looking forward to this conversation just in general because I love I love your show and I love the way you think oh thank you um I, I, let me let me start with a brief anecdote i Recently, I was accepted into a cohort of mayors from around the country, Uh, Tim Keller from down in Albuquerque, two mayors from Missouri, a mayor from uh, upstate New York, a mayor from Texas, a mayor from Louisiana, a mayor from Florida, into a program uh, that is run through the Harvard Graduate School of Design called the Just Cities Program. And as you were saying in the introduction, your show deals with really uh, deep issues that we all sooner or later have to ask ourselves. The Just Cities Initiative asks a very profound question, which is, what does it mean to be a just city? Uh, what makes a city a place where justice is being pursued? Or contrarily, what, what are the roadblocks that keep a city from being just and allowing uh, the residents to have uh, equity Accessibility, um, a way of life that is uh, um, open to everyone to pursue their their gifts. Uh, where do we where do we keep our residents from flourishing, or where do we help them flourish? And so, when you look at the the priorities, the the pillars that you listed in a, a kind of an architecture of of the city's agenda, I think the overarching theme that is foremost on my mind as a part of this new initiative that I'm uh, taking part in right now uh, is what makes Santa Fe just? There are some really deep and important values that tie us all together as a community. Uh, Where is the city's agenda, whether we know it or not? uh, Where would you say we are doing things that promote a more just community? And where wittingly or unwittingly, have we fallen short and we need to do a a much more um, thoughtful job of investing in ways for everyone in our community to feel that this city treats them in a just and open and fair and equitable way. So I think if you ask me what is a through line for for these various um, initiatives, I think cutting across them all is this question can we really become a city where justice uh, wells up like the waters and righteousness like a mighty stream? You're quoting here. That's very impressive.
0: a uh, Biblical quotation. I love that. Um, let, let me ask you, <clears throat> is it is it the mayor's job to make the city just or is it the mayor's job to make the buses run? Or are, yeah, or are they yeah. the same thing, actually?
1: Well, they're certainly not mutually exclusive, oh. and I think when you look at questions like not just do the buses run on time, but do the buses go where people need to go? Right. do they serve people who have fewer mobility choices? are they um, taking care of people who are challenged with mobility or with economic uh, capability of owning a car, well, then there is clearly a, a at least a, a an overlap between. A city that functions well, runs well, uh, is thoroughly and thoughtfully planned, and the larger issues of the values that are behind those operational uh, um, details or operational um, experiences that we provide for our residents. Certainly, you know, when you look at the things that the city government does, any city government does. Uh, the safety and security of our people is paramount and that that's currently an issue across the country and it deals with justice in a very core fashion. Do people feel like they are respected and treated uh, fairly and and with with real uh, dignity by public safety uh, officers whether they're in police fire, uh, emergency management these are this is a core function but it it also reflects on the underlying values of safety, security, and who is safe in your community and who doesn't feel safe in, in our community. When you think about uh, housing, you know we we say that housing is a is not a uh, an option; it's a it's a right. How do you make Santa Fe a place where people can afford to work and live? How do you make it uh, a community where? Young families can get started and put down roots or where seniors can downsize from a home that they no longer need and move into a safe and secure dwelling where they are taken care of as they age. These are values. These are value-driven operational uh, decisions and choices. Uh, it, It is a known statement by mayors, including me, that budgets are moral documents. because where you put your money reflects what your values are. And so I think when you ask, you know, is a bus route a moral choice? The answer is, yeah, actually, when you think it through, it actually is.
0: So tell me, why justice? I mean, because the focus on it being a just Santa Fe, I, I think is wonderful. But what's it seems like there's a an underlying morality or drive or something like that you know because people can talk about a city that functions a city that is uh, that helps people right. prosper yeah. but but justice i mean you you quoted the bible uh, what's the where's this coming from because i think i think yeah. it's a really refreshing way to look at how to how to explore how a city runs
1: so where's this coming yeah. from I I totally agree. I think frequently um, we look at things from an operational or a a functional choice, and we don't ask the question why and who benefits and is it, are we responding to deep underlying uh, community and human needs? We, you know, it's very easy, and I I fall prey as much as any mayor, any place, any time of you know, we've got to, to your point, we've got to get the buses running on time. We've got to get the potholes filled. We've got to deal with the urgent needs of now. But when you give yourself the benefit of a moment's reflection, you say, why? What's the larger purpose we're serving here? What's, we used to ask at the magazine I ran, Fast Company, we used to say, what's the point of the exercise? What's your definition of victory? And the definition of victory is more than just having potholes filled, it's having a, community where our very best selves show up in the way we do things and the way we recognize uh, the needs of our community now, but also the historical injustices that have often been built into the systems that we take for granted. They're invisible. We don't even see them, and we're having a—there was a piece in the paper uh, this week uh, recently— about our effort to rezone, to, to look through the city's zoning code in a different way, to refresh our zoning code and refresh our general plan, the city's general plan. Well, when you look at the general plan and you say, should that be zoned R1 or should it be zoned R some R7 or no whatever, you, you have to answer that question by by going to first principles. What's the point of the exercise? What are we trying to achieve through these mechanisms? What we're trying to achieve with the general plan and with the zoning code are a whole host of value-driven decisions, more housing for people who are not wealthy, more choices for people who have fewer choices right now because they don't have the income, more inclusivity of people from all walks of life, more diversity in our community so that we, are not, we don't become just a city of wealthy individuals who can afford to buy housing because they've done well in life. Uh, we need a broader uh, canvas to paint our, our city's future on. And so I think when you look at an issue, it's almost like a prism. You can look through the issue and see what's behind it with the rainbow of values that uh, are reflected through that prism. So affordable housing is a good thing in itself, but it becomes an even more important thing when it becomes a way to address uh, longstanding historical inequities for people who've been excluded from the housing market. Uh, the issue of educational opportunities or addressing poverty directly. These are longstanding issues in Santa Fe and in New Mexico. Um, and, and and offering our kids better schooling is a good in itself, but recognizing the historical obstacles to better schooling means you begin to adopt different programs or policies or approaches that go to the root cause. Um, I'll give you one example of something I'm very proud of. If you say, what is Santa Fe doing now that makes it a more just city, uh, I would say our Participation in something called Mayors for a Guaranteed Income, uh, which is a nationwide uh, program with mayors from uh, cities all across the country, our participation directly speaks to justice. Uh, we've we we uh, got a five hundred thousand dollar grant, and I've now increased that by another one point five million dollars from our federal uh, ARPA funds to give. $400 a month to 100 families in Santa Fe, almost all are either Hispanic or Native American, 30 years old or younger, uh, where the, the mom or dad is going to the community college to get a certificate or a degree. $400 a month keeps them from dropping out of school. The completion rate with the community college is a huge issue. We get young people who want a diploma, a degree, a certificate, so they can be job ready, and then life hits them on the side with an unexpected uh, uh, bill. All of a sudden, out of the blue, their their furnace blows up, or right, their right. tire goes flat, and they have to get, they have to give up their education to go get a quick job to pay the bills. We, don't, we want people to be able to improve their own lives by getting a certificate or a degree from the community college. And $400 a month is a stipend that gives them that agency, that choice, that ability to chart their own future. It is a program in the service of education, but even more profoundly, it is an anti-poverty program that right. speaks to interrupting historical injustice and generational poverty. So that's the kind of thing that I I feel makes Santa Fe a special place. When the city or our nonprofit groups or our faith-based organizations step up and say, let's go look at the root cause of homelessness. Let's go look at the root cause of disconnected youth. How can we get involved in ways that move to the fundamental underlying moral principle and make a difference then we become a more just city. I really, really appreciate you sharing this.
0: We're going to have to take a break, but, but I really appreciate you sharing. I mean, we all inherit the systems that come before us, and many of the systems that we inherit have been unjust in the past. And so the question is how to make them just, which can be very jarring for some people. Um, Because it can seem radical, but only because we're so embedded. You said we don't see the systems uh, of of oppression, the systems that hold us back. Usually it's the people who aren't held back by them who don't see them and the people who are always see them. And, And so sometimes for those who haven't witnessed this and don't haven't experienced this um don't have that shock for example of as you said the the tire blows out or the furnace blows up or or something that can actually affect the rest of your life um i think it's fascinating for you to to bring the the historical injustice and try to and try to to address it so we have to take a break after that break let's ask ourselves you know you've mentioned one project where you're succeeding in trying to create a just santa fe but but we'll ask ourselves after the break where are we falling short so we're going to take a break mm-hmm. and you're listening to soul searching on ksfr with rabbi neil Amswich from temple Beth shalom in santa fe and my guest is santa fe's first full-time mayor mayor alan weber and we'll be back after this break You're listening to Soul Searching on KSFR with Rabbi Neil Amswich from Temple Bashalom in Santa Fe. My guest this evening, Santa Fe's first full time mayor, uh, Mayor Alan Weber, currently in his second term as Santa Fe's first full-time mayor. And and before the break, you were talking about um, creating a just Santa Fe and addressing some of the injustices. And you shared one program, the Mayors for Guaranteed Income, um, that's affecting, as you said, 100 families and trying to help them um, improve their education and, and um, have a safety cushion, a financial safety cushion, so that they can continue their education. You, you seem to be very much aware of other challenges um you mentioned the historical injustices and the the processes that lock people into uh, poverty homelessness and so on where do you think we're falling short at the moment where do we where do we need to recognize that we haven't been addressing
1: the needs of of people who need our help yeah great question um and and i i think we can i i think whatever we say going forward we ought to put a uh, you know, a, a kind of a thumbtack in it, and say, as you said earlier, this isn't necessarily out of an intentional desire to harm people. Sure. Frequently, it's it is just you know we accept the status quo because it is what we're used to, and so there's a kind of a um, unintentional bias, perhaps, or an unwitting uh, acceptance of things that, when we look at them with fresh eyes, we go, wow, we ought to do something about that. We ought to make a difference in those circumstances I I think we touched on one earlier rabbi when I was talking about the land use uh, map and the zoning code yeah, yeah. Um, zoning can be a very uh, traditional way to exclude certain people from certain parts of this of this city geographically and to you know to have a uh, in, in a way a bifurcated uh, uh, community where people um only live the south side of santa fe i think historically has felt left behind like the city government didn't care enough didn't love it enough didn't show it enough investment and you know what they're not wrong that sensibility that you know that that side of santa fe having been brought into the city later having been uh, in some instances the land was less expensive so the housing could be less expensive that doesn't mean it can't look good that doesn't mean it can't have Quality trails and uh, good-looking streets. It doesn't mean we can't plant trees and invest in rec- recreational facilities. We this uh, very soon, uh, uh, by before the end of this spring, we will be cutting the ribbon on the uh, team, the Southside Teen Center for our young kids in Santa Fe. It's been a decade or more in the making. Wow! That's a that building is a version of justice. That building says you matter, right. young people. We care about you. We then have to, you know, build the programming and make sure that it delivers. But for a lot of young families on the south side, the the uh, sense of being left out or left behind or getting less from the city is a historical um, inheritance that we need to rectify. I think um, I think there's a a sense that. Um, we haven't paid enough attention over time to displacement and gentrification issues. Right, right. Um, you know, people, as as housing prices go up, as land values go up, it's the market will do what the market does, which is essentially take lower-income working-class people and make their homes valuable and sweep them to a different part of the community. That's not justice, right. and we need to acknowledge that. Um, so, I think a lot of it has to do with looking at the the, the city's infrastructure and the commitments we make to equity, inclusivity, uh, and and participation from all all people in our community, and uh, rectifying historical inequities me- uh, and investing investing in all people in all parts of our community. With a special emphasis on kids and senior citizens. Let me let me ask a question. It's a skeptical question.
0: The you said the market will do what the market will do, um, and there were some who believed in the uh, fair guiding hand of the market and that the that capitalism, as it developed, would become an equitable and just system. And um, then we look at economics today and the market today and see rampant inequality and see that it is built into the system um, and that by living in, it's not just capitalism, but a particular form of, of market capitalism, it is inherently unjust. So here's my skeptical question, which is, how can you create a just city within the context of of a global economic system, which is profoundly
1: unjust? Yeah, well, that's, you, you, that's a subject for another conversation, <laughs> Rabbi. Uh, It's a good, but it's a great question. I, I, as you know, I used to run the Harvard Business Review right. and I started a business magazine. So the subject of the self-adjusting opportunities to use capitalism to do good Uh, is in fact built into a lot of the way capitalism has operated in the past in the United States and in other countries. There's more than one form of capitalism around the world. And I think right now we're in a particularly precarious position uh, in the United States uh, just because of the last couple decades where we stopped the, the government at the federal level has unfortunately stepped away from some of its regulatory responsibilities to, to keep things in balance. But don't forget, Rabbi, that, that Adam Smith not only wrote The Wealth of Nations, but his other book was all about the the obligation we have to each other to take better care of each other as Indeed. members of the same community. So even the, the man who gave us the invisible hand had a um, very clear idea that what serves us all is when we all serve each other, and that's uh, and it's not just it's not just pure market forces ripping through our community.
0: Abso- absolutely, and and I would suggest, with my limited knowledge of economics, that he that what we have today is not what he envisioned, um, and that he was looking for that invisible hand of justice. So, I guess from your response, what I'm hearing is that there is hope that we can do this and that um, just because some people experience inequality and injustice in economics doesn't mean we give up, but is the opposite, which is that we need to create those forms of justice. As I say in in our community, specifically because there is so much injustice. Is that kind of what...
1: Yeah, yeah. And I would say... You know, there's there's global capitalism and there's national, and then there's how Santa Fe does business. And if we're going to give ourselves a, a little bit of credit while we're criticizing capitalism at large, this is a community where we have an enormously large number of volunteers yes. in our community. Uh, that's that's a non-market transaction. Right. Uh, that's people spending their time and energy and sometimes their money to make a difference at the local level and taking care of each other. If you look at how Santa Fe responded to the worst year and a half, two years of COVID, it was as if we were one large family looking after each other. That's not a market transaction. That's a human uh, compassionate and community response. Uh, We have a very, very uh, active faith community and people are coming from a place of deep caring and and values that are are written in every faith uh and in every every book of faith we have history on our side Uh, the values of santa fe that go back not only generations but centuries are really deep family ties and historical values uh and a commitment to sustainability sustainability may or may not be a good uh, financial transaction, but it's the only way you have a future. And so I think we are very, very blessed to have the community we have and the underpinnings of values that we have. now we have to adapt to the circumstances we find ourselves in where, because of large macroeconomic trends and because of Santa Fe's desirability, people want to live here we didn't build enough housing for more than a decade. Now the prices are going up. How do we respond with government and uh, uh, and other nonprofit ventures to, to make a difference, to tip the market toward affordability and inclusivity? Zoning is a tool uh, to bring more people into affordable housing. Programs like Mayors for a Guaranteed Income use public sector dollars to give people uh, a stepping stone to a better life. I really These are all things we can do.
0: Yeah, I really, I really love, I really love the way you describe Santa Fe. There, I really love um, the the inclusive vision, um, backed up by reading and ethics and um, and morality. That. Um, for you has this vision of us coming together. I really love the way that you've shared that with us today. I think it's, it's extremely powerful to hear that this isn't just business management, but this is helping in your vision, helping to create something just for, for everyone. So I, I just want to say thank you for sharing your vision today and, um, and for, for giving us an opportunity to look at Santa Fe in such a positive
1: light. Thank you. And let's do it again. Absolutely. Um, you know this is an ongoing exercise, and we need everybody to participate. Uh, we need everybody's eyes and ears and voices and hearts and souls so I think this is a chance for Santa Fe to really create the future we want for for all parts of our community and i'm I feel very lucky to be in the mayor's office to work on. It. And I'm
0: very lucky to have had you on the show. So so thank you to Mayor Alan Weber. Thank you for coming onto your show. And I genuinely do hope you can return another time to share more of your thoughts about what it means to create a just Santa Fe.
1: Thank you, Rabbi. Take care.
0: You've been listening to Soul Searching with Rabbi Neil Amswich from Temple Beth Shalom and from the Interfaith Leadership Alliance of Santa Fe. Until we return again in two weeks' time, keep searching.